It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Cue to talk. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. New top tens coming out uh, today. Um, there was uh, activity uh, over the uh, the past uh, week uh, with uh, big wins for PH. That's putting it lightly. Almont, big yeah, win. Yeah, now where do you put the Raiders? Dennis, we were looking at it, and again, I, th- I guess the last couple weeks of the sh- of uh, the show, uh, we can we can start to do more playoff projections because now Dennis, two weeks out, it's not as there's not as many variables. Like there's two weeks left, you have a pretty decent idea of who's in and who's not and who's on the bubble. Almont could make a run, especially with a win over a a, a talented Armada team. Uh, and, and isn't it funny uh, what a week does for you? Because uh, prior to that, they'd been blown out by Croslex, and you're wondering if Elmont would even have a shot at having a winning season when you looked at the rest of their schedule. So it's uh, it's been uh, uh, it's it's been that kind of a year. Uh, there were a couple of Saturday games, so maybe we'll really quick uh, go through those mm-hmm. when we come back, and then we'll start kind of dissecting what's going on this week. And as you mentioned, uh, we'll take a look uh, at uh, some playoff projections. We'll get to the top tens. It'll be a busy show today. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so uh, St. Clair got it done. They went on the road, Brady. They beat uh, got it Tower done. Oh. 42 to 14. What, they had 29 in the first quarter. It was quarter. 29 nothing at the first break. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't like to say this about a lot. Tower didn't want to be there. You could tell. St. Clair was ready. They knew what was at stake. They knew they had a chance to win an outright gold championship. And Tower was like, yeah, it's our homecoming. We're having, they had the whole festivities. And trust me, they, they treated it like a big deal down there. And St. Clair came in and said, hey, thanks for coming, fans. You, don't, you can just sit down the whole game. Go, go get your homecoming festivities started early. This game's over. <laughs> Dennis, the first four drives, St. Clair could have ran whatever play they wanted to. The first play Luke Ellis threw was for a touchdown. The, you would have ran for 100 yards behind that offensive line the way they played. It was nice to see St. Clair just dominate a team because they really did. They dominated Warren Woods Tower, who has some athletes, and Amar Embry, very nice player, 
didn't really do a whole lot for the, for the most part. Yeah, I just I kind of had a feeling that the Saints were going to go and do that. Um, I didn't think it would be twenty nine nothing after the first quarter though. Like I thought they might just do it by attrition, and I think after they went up twenty nine nothing, they kind of went, oh, "Cool, we did it," and then <laughs> put it in cruise. Yeah, because Tower actually ended up winning the last three quarters, fourteen to thirteen, and Saint Clair won the what was the final forty two fourteen. Yeah, I think was the official final. But congratulations to James Bishop and all the Saint Clair Saints. Uh, Matt Gold, outright champion, second time in school history for that they won it outright. Fourth time they've won a, a championship at all, uh, shared or not in league in school history. And, and it was gut tech uh, week at, uh, at Mooney. They had a tough week of practice. Um, uh, some great quotes uh, quotes from uh, Coach Cannell uh, about his uh, program, uh, and they uh, they pretty much responded. I mean, anytime. Uh, you average 42 yards per completion. I you, you, You've got a good chance to win, I would think. I had a friend text me. Um, he sent me the tweet that you put out there at halftime of Trent Rice's stat line. He goes, dude, this is insane. <laughs> what was it? Two catches, two touchdowns, 167 two, yards. Two catches, 167, and, and two scores. Um, uh, he, he caught a 93-yard touchdown pass on like a, a second and 16 uh, for the for Mooney from their own They ran the seven, touchdown play. And, and he, they just sent him straight down the center of the field, and Tarana uh, took it out of the shotgun, standing in the end zone, and chucked it down the center of the field. He just outran everybody, caught it, and like as, the only question was, is he going to catch the ball? Because if he catches the ball, it's a touchdown because he's going to catch it around the 50 with, you know, five feet on the closest two guys, and you know they're not going to catch him. So the message got sent down at Moon. Yeah, and then the 74-yard uh, touchdown play was just a bubble screen. <laughs> he caught it, you know, two, three yards off the line of scrimmage and then did the rest with his feet, I, making people miss and sprinting down the sideline. I'm telling you that if you've never seen Trent Rice play, Dennis, he's at worst one of the top five fastest players in the area. Oh, easily. Like, I think, I again, I don't know straightaway speed, but a- athletic speed, him and Amari Holler are two of the just fastest guys I've seen. Gabe Moses up there. Uh, I, again, I haven't sat there at the stopwatch and timed everyone, but looking on a field, they are some of the fastest people I have seen. Then uh, he had a, a punt return for a touchdown, too, that he catches the ball and he runs into the traffic, and you're like, okay, there's guys right there to tackle him, and then he just runs by them. Yeah. He just runs by them. It, it's like it's like the flash, you know, and, and he's running and everybody else is in slow motion. I really, really hope we get to do some Mooney playoff games. I really hope so. Hey, our dream's still alive of a triple header at East China Stadium <laughs> week one of the playoffs. Mooney oh, just has to keep winning. Yeah, and, and Mooney's got this other kid, this Brendan Hazenlater guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, you know. He had 95 yards and two touchdowns and caught two passes for 28 yards. But, you know, Trent Rice was busy scoring three touchdowns, so we don't get to mention the other guy's name. Yeah, and again, you mentioned, <laughs> how about the guy throwing the ball around, too? Yeah. Uh, Tor- Toronto, was just, he was just five out of 13, 210 yards. That's efficient. 210 <laughs> yards. Um, you know, and, and they've got other guys. Like, like Trombley is legit. Brian Everhart is is legit and like on offense until he came in because he's the other quarterback. Until he came in at quarterback, 
the, he really wasn't targeted, and and he had one carry for twelve yards. I, I mean, but but they they've got all sorts of good things uh, going on there, well, and their defense is pretty solid uh, too. Uh, and they they really did a a great job, uh, and it was a, a nice win for them at a time when when you know you you hit kind of a crossroads sometimes. Because mm-hmm. remember, there hasn't been all any success for Mooney football going back to like 2012 is the last time they even got five wins in a season until they got their fifth win on Saturday. 2008 was the last time they finished with a winning record. Now, technically they have to get one more win to guarantee it because if they were to make the playoffs at five and four and lose, they'd be five and five. Cause as you mentioned, 2012, they went five and five. Twenty eleven, a rare six and six season. They made the playoffs <laughs> at four and five. Often. Yeah, won two games and then lost. That was when they were uh, one of the three years they were an eight man football team. Yeah, you don't you don't see six and six very often in high school football. No, <laughs> no. But Mooney, Mooney has a culture being built down there. They have Whitmore Lake and K-Pack coming up. What I know about Whitmore Lake is nothing except they are five and two. Uh, I can tell you something about uh, Whitmore uh, Lake. Uh, I can tell you that they have not beat a team this season with a winning record. There you go. They have five wins against losing teams and two losses against winning teams. And you'll be doing that game Saturday, right? Doing that game uh, Saturday. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, Mooney can uh, take advantage of uh, Whitmore Lake, get a sixth win, and then they get uh, K-Pack uh, in uh, week seven. It's a home game, but that one will be on a Friday night. Uh, and they'll have to play it over at New Haven. Gotcha. So, all right. Do you want to go into playoff projections? Do you want to go? You want to put a bow on league champions and all that? Wrap that up real quick. Where, where do you want to go with this, Dennis? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, PH is uh, well. Well, I'll, I'll start in the white and, and work that way because Anchor Bay is a league champ. They're uh, they're six and one, and they win the league title outright. So the the Tars win the white. The Big Reds end up winning the blue. We weren't going to lose the blue because if the Big Reds didn't win it, the Huskies were going to win it. Which, again, that's five straight years a Port Huron area school has at least shared the blue. So, But uh, outright for the Big Reds, outright for the Saints. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their win uh, at uh, Tower uh, makes them the undisputed uh, gold uh, champions. Marine City's been the undisputed silver champions since uh, they beat Fitz. Two weeks uh, before the season started. In my book, uh, <laughs> uh, the BWAC, uh, it, right now, Crosslex has earned at least a share of the title. They go for the outright jugular vein this week against Armada, but Armada can still make this a shared title. They can still get a piece of the pie. They can. By the way, um, not too bad to have the white, blue, gold, and silver all go to St. Clair County Blue Water Area Schools teams. Yeah, I, I kind of I, – I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm like – quietly proud of that because I really think our well, area, for an area that has no football talent yeah that, 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 our, that, that college our area coaches gets ever ignored. go to oh, oh everyone you got to go to Lance Cruz North or Utica and if you want any chance Lance Cruz gets more love than teams like PH but weird how many times have they put up a banner how many times has Memorial Stadium added a banner to it yeah has, has Lance Cruz North even gotten to uh, 30 points yet this season? God, as a team. Do you want the honest answer? Because I can get it for you real quick. No, I, I know, like, the first two weeks of the season. Lance Cruz North has scored points. 22 points. Yeah. Yeah. With 1,800 kids. But in you're school. right. When they have a good team, 
People talk about it. I can remember a thousand years it was ago when they I, had a good quarterback. That was when I was in high school. They went from yeah, they had a couple good playmakers and everyone. Oh, Lonskers, North Lonskers, like PH in Northern or all this. And yeah, yeah, we're kind of proud that four of our schools took four of the six MAC divisions. Absolutely. So um, good and, job. And and if we really wanted to stretch out, we could call Romeo part of the <laughs> area and call, claim five. Nah, <laughs> nah, they're they're just on the outskirts. Just on the outskirts. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, all right, uh, and of course, Ubley is continuing its march towards winning the uh, GTC East. Not official yet, but it might as well be. Wait, um, it's not official. No, uh, I think they. I think they've clinched a, a tie. At least. I just kind of let me pull it up. I just kind of assumed because I, it, Mar, I think Marlette is still technically has a chance really? at a tie. They only have one loss, right, in league? Um, GTC East. Because they see. play Harbor Beach this week. Yeah, so they technically, if Brown City can go to up yeah. and beat them and Marlette beats Harbor so, Beach at Beach. On paper, it's still only a share of the title right now for Ubley. Yeah, on paper. <laughs> um, I'm telling they've only given up 90 points. So, okay. Um, now that we've said our congratulations, uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to set up next week, or do you want to go to playoff uh, projections? Well, and let's do some pro- projections and some speculating, and then we can look into what's coming up in in week eight in the next segment. All right, sounds good. So let's let's start small and get bigger. Um, we'll we'll start with snooze to you and what they have right now after week seven. Now again. Snooze to you does it as if the season ended today. They do not project forward. If the season ended today, Ubley would obviously be a one seed. They would be in a district with Cass City, Marlette, and Harbor Beach. So that means Mooney would not be in their district. Mooney, as of now, would be traveling to Flint Beecher as the three seed. And on the other side of that district would be Clarkston Everest playing Mount Clemens. Hey, yeah, they have football again. I'm I'm going to tell you that um, Mooney would really like to get another shot at Everest. Yeah. Um, now they got embarrassed in that game, but uh, they don't feel like there's that much of a spread between the two teams. No, and uh, selfishly, I hope Cass City just loses the rest of their game so we can put Mooney in a district with Ubley and Harbor Beach and maybe get a Mooney Beach or a Mooney Ubley playoff game. Selfishly, that's what I would like, but. Well, I'll take that playoff game in the regional. There we go. There, I yeah. I mean, if you're going to get greedy, get greedy the right way. Hey, I, when I got greedy <laughs> in baseball season, I almost got my Marlette Mooney State yeah. Championship. Yeah, and don't rule Marlette out in there either. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the Marlette Beach matchup is what would be. Um, is what they've got yeah, projected as be, a playoff matchup. And, that, and they play this week. So, get a little preview of that. So, obviously, you're going to have movement there. Ubley's probably winning out. I, I I mean, Whitmore Lake has a few wins, so that's going to be nice. They're also a D8 team, so that will give Mooney some boosted points. I don't know what Beecher has. Let me check real quick. Beecher play – oh, oh, good Lord. Beecher's going to get slaughtered the next two weeks. <laughs> they go to so That Notre, might be a home game for me. They go to Notre Dame prep and to Millington. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Four and five. Here, here it is. Oh, my God. Who do they go? Oh, that is brutal. Their wins. Um, Burton Bendel, Flint Southwestern, Flint New Standard, Burton Bentley. Yeah, Mooney by 50. 
Anyway. <laughs> um, D7, I do not believe we have any teams. Is there anything else you want to say about D8, by the way? No, we're good. Uh, real quick. We keep it, rolling. In, let, in case you're curious. He's on a roll, so I'm letting him go. Bad Axe is somewhat close. They are uh, going to be a one seed, most likely. They would play like Elkton, Pigeon, Bayport, Reese, Burton, Bentley, schools like that. Um, that's the only somewhat close team in D7. Now, D6, I mentioned, I think I mentioned Almont in the uh, opening segment, the intro. Almont setting themselves up very quietly that they could add another regional title. Now, again, this is not final. Things could change a lot in a week. And when we get to D5, you'll see how much they have changed in just a week. Almont right now would uh, match up with Clintondale at the season end of the day. And I'll tell you what, Almont would beat Clintondale. And Clintondale's not that bad of a team. Yeah, Clintondale's not horrible. They are, they are a respectable football program. And if you don't show up ready to play, they can beat you. That being said... Almont's but win like over Clint, Armado. The key to Clintondale is Thetford. Mm-hmm. And Almont has Hunsucker. Yes. <laughs> and when Thetford, so Thetford that shuts by down the way, Thetford. Clintondale's quarterback, um, when he's feeling comfortable in the pocket, he can throw it really well. Yeah. When he's not feeling comfortable, he is wild, erratic, can't hit his guys. Yeah, El- Almont's got that guy that can maybe take him away. And then on offense, Almont's got weapons and speed that I don't think Clintondale can match. So then you get, let's say they win that game. The other two teams projected in their district, Clawson, nice story. I don't respect Clawson. They're in the bronze. There are two losses. They got hosed by Armada, and they got hosed by the only other good team in the bronze, Lamphere. When your wins are Clintondale by four, South Lake, Centerline, Lincoln, and New Haven, you're you're going to be uh, – Well, I would think Collegiate, even on the yeah. road, Collegiate's the favorite to beat Claus. Collegiate, though, is a weird team. We're going to find out more week nine because that's when they play Port here on high. According to Snooze to you, they don't have an opponent this week. Okay, so their wins. Detroit Voyager, pff, who knows, Pontiac <laughs> Arts and Tech, sounds like a museum, a forfeit <laughs> over Mount Clemens, and Detroit Edison Public School Academy. Eh. But their losses, a seven-point loss to Milan, who's a – Milan, sorry. Um, who's I like doing that to you. Five and two. Uh, they lost to Country Day 41-14, and they lost to Chandler Park 18-16. I don't – doesn't move the needle for me. So that would put Almont – let's say – I would say Almont's the favorite in that district just because yeah. we know the most about them. They would go on to play a Detroit area district in the regional. They would play a winner of Pershing, Osborne, Southeastern, or Ecorse. E-course might be the wild card there. I don't know what the Doughboys are. Uh, their losses are to Bish- your alma mater, the Fighting Stuckies at Bishop Foley, and Detroit Leadership Academy. Actually, looking at Pershing, two of their losses or ones are by forfeit. So their only wins since then are over Cody and Osborne. Um, I don't think Southeastern, the Jungleers. Wow. They have, I, I like some of those PSL name, yeah. names. Yeah. Um, they lost their first three, and they've won games in in the lower PSL. 
E-Course, um, I don't know, and their opponents, I don't know much about. They've lost to Romulus and Lutheran Westland. So if any of you out there are Lutheran Westland, uh, I savants. think Mooney, Mooney beat Lutheran Westland, didn't they? Northwest. Oh, Northwest, yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's a, there's like a Lutheran North, South, yeah. East Lakeshore. Like there's one for everything. So that's Almont's Road, and then once you get that – past that point who knows but Almont don't be surprised if they're one of our last teams standing if they can get a draw like that now there's a chance they have to go west and they would be in a district with teams like Millington or Lansing Catholic if that were to happen once you get into the the semifinal range you're going to run into some tough teams. right but if they because Almont's on a little bit of an island in D6 if you look at the map if they go west because Millington's not that far from Almont. Lansing is, or Duran is not that far from Almont. If they get in a district with those schools, it's going to be a much, much tougher road. Lansing Catholic might be the favorite overall in D6. If not them, then Millington. So it could be feast or famine depending on the draw for Almont. All right, move up to D5, and things have changed a bit. Uh, if things were to stay as they were, the winner of the Marine City Armada Richmond District would have probably had a pretty easy regional final. Now it changes a little bit. Uh, still the same district. I mean, I'm sure it'll be some combination of Marine City Richmond Armada Lutheran North. But the other district in their region right now would be Williamston Flint Hamity. Two and five Flint Powers who would host a playoff game. Yeah, the system's not broken. Or Dundee. Yeah, I don't get that because this shows Powers and Dundee have identical points. So they, why is Powers the home team with two wins? Guy probably the, flipped a coin because that's what they do in. I mean, so Dundee's won four games. Give them the home game. <laughs> so a lot of those downriver schools like Flat Rock. Give the Crocodiles a home game. They're flat, probably not the Dundee they're the, Crocodiles. They're the Vikings. They? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of those downriver teams lost and have fallen out of the playoffs. Williamston obviously beat Croslex earlier in the year would be the tough game. Now Williamston's five and two. They lost to the Afro-mentioned Lansing Catholic in a game that's and then they lost to Mason, which maybe wasn't the best loss. But what do you think of that road? It's still not the most grueling. In the regional, like you'd still avoid a Frankenmuth or a Portland, but that Williamston is still a very, very solid team. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't think it's it, it's not even going to be easy in the district um, if Marine City is in there somewhere with Armada. Well, I'm just saying the winner of that district, yeah, because but but I uh, again, uh, Williamston, you know, I don't know the. the I think Croslex's pretty good, and they did beat Croslex again. That's week one. That's that's going back a, a little while, um, and I, and I still can't help but look ahead. That to get to where you want to go, to me, the Frankenmuth Portland game. That's who you're, you're going to play. One of those two teams in the semifinals. Unless if you get to the semifinals. Getting to Ford Field goes through Frankenmuth or Portland. Unless Gladwin, um, who would be in the other region, is a team that – they're 7-0, and but I don't know much about the Flying G's. Um, they are – That's all I know about the Flying G's. They have shut out five G's. opponents this year. 
But I don't know how much a 76-0 win over Pinconning means or what a 56-0 over Sanford Meridian. Yeah. Is Gladwin in the Jack Pine Conference? I think they are. But that's – I don't know. I have no idea. I know they're 7-0, and you have to give respect to 7-0. So uh, yeah, that – Frankenmuth is 7-0, and I'm tired of them. Yeah, but Frank – Tired of them knocking off area teams – in big playoff games. I am, too. They, they stumbled a little bit against Alma, only won 22-7. They had been rolling teams. All right, anything else with D5 before we go to D4? No, let's keep keep rolling. You're All on right, roll. keep this going. We really only have two divisions left. Division 4, and it's the same question as last week. Not a lot changed here. St. Clair right now would be the uh, home team. Uh, real quick, St. Clair – as of right now, is the four seed in all of Division Four, fifty-eight point three eight one playoff points. They would be set to host North Branch, uh, week in the first round of the playoffs. We had that matchup what three, four years ago, or was that a district final? Uh, no, that was early on. That was the that was yeah that was the district final because they played Saint Yale. Clair beat Yale and then they beat North Branch. Uh, and then they had, uh, I think it was Ortonville that year, or was Ortonville the next year? Ortonville was the first round loss. They lost yeah. anyway. Uh, and then, well, they scored 134. Uh, Saint Clair did 134 points in two games, and then got shut out <laughs> by by somebody. Let, let me pull that up real quick. It, it, it was, was like a 22 nothing game. Williamston, yeah, yeah 28 nothing. Um, anyway, and then Croslex, and this is where the BWAC hurts him, Dennis. They're playing, they just played, what, two D6 schools back-to-back? Their playoff points are down. They would go to Notre Dame prep. Now, Cross-Lex might want to send a little gift basket to Marine City. They can knock off Notre Dame prep. Maybe you flip that, and the Irish have to come up to you, as long as you take care of business as well, because there are a lot of bonus points and a lot of playoff points sitting on the table the next two weeks. And then the winner of that district would play a very talented team because the four teams in the other district they would be paired with, Lake Fenton, Ortonville, Brandon, Freeland, Goodridge. So kind of they moved the Blue Water area district and paired them with a team going west instead of south. Which I'm fine with. Because then you wouldn't get Country Day till a semifinal. And the, the other big wild card is, does Lampfear and Notre Dame Prepper Kind of the same thing in terms of distance. It all depends on, again, it could be a team on the other side of the state. If Fruitport doesn't make it and someone else does, that could move everything and then Lamphere all of but a it, sudden. But isn't it weird? Because basically Lamphere and Notre Dame Prep are almost the same. They're almost the same thing in terms of record, points, mm -hmm. all that. But the name brand, you'd rather play Lamphere, wouldn't you? Like in your in your yes. head, you're thinking, "Oh, if Crosslex gets Lamphere, they're gonna win that." But they're they're basically the same thing as Notre Dame Prep. So, and and, and it, when I think about it in that way, I feel like Crosslex can go to Notre Dame Prep and win that football game. I think they can too. I think Crosslex would go anywhere. Again, Notre Dame Prep's only loss this year is to Harper Woods. Their biggest win is Loyola, and Detroit Loyola isn't what you expect Detroit Loyola to be.
be? At this point, I'm really interested in, in the other game in that bracket, a St. Clair North Branch matchup intrigues wouldn't, me. Wouldn't that be that fun? That intrigues me. Because those are two teams that at the beginning of the year, we weren't sure how good they were going to be. And as the season gone has gone on, they've gotten better yeah. and better and better. And then you'd have two very spicy storylines, assuming Cross-Lex could get by their first-round matchup. You can get the rematch between Cross-Lex and North Branch. That would be a fun game. Yeah. Or you get a St. Clair Cross-Lex game. Which, hey, a local district finals, we don't get that too often. And Cross-Lex would have to go to St. Clair. It would be... It would be a fun little, fun little district. But like the the Saints' offense is suddenly this vaunted thing mm-hmm. that's putting up points and is hard to to stop. When they're and, rolling, it it's a well oiled machine. And North Branch, let's let's face it, North Branch is winning because they're playing really good defense. Yes, North Branch is coming into their own. And again, you we've talked to opposing coaches. Uh, earlier in the year, and what did they say? They said that you want to play North Branch early in the year because when that wing tee gets going, when Furman gets his guys right, they are a tough team to beat, and you saw that. Hey, how good does that win over Almont look now, North Branch? Yeah, and they're, they kinda, they're kind of designed uh, to play playoff games. They are, they're designed to play in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Yep, yep, so that's... That, to me, would be a really intriguing matchup. Yes, it would. Um, you want to go to D2? Because I don't think there's anything in D3. Uh, well, yeah, there's nothing in D3. By the way, just in case you're wondering, Warren Fitz, who we keep saying is a really good team because they are, would match up with Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And if they won that game, they'd get Brother Rice. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming, Fitz. So, sorry you had I, – Like, I don't like what's news to you is showing me here in, uh, in D2 – in District 1 of Region 4. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Yeah. And a lot of this, um, well, you might have some uh, area teams hoping that another area team loses. Because right now... See, the the, forf- the, the the Roseville forfeits are messing with the system. Mm-hmm. Port here on high right now would be the one seed. They would host Roseville. Now, we get to see this game this week, so maybe it won't be as scary as we think, Dennis. Maybe Roseville has been playing some lesser competition, and we saw this last year. Roseville was playing really, really well. Then they ran into Port here on high, and it was a battle, but the Big Reds won in Roseville. That would be a first-round matchup. But Northern as the two-seed would, I think, get the much easier matchup against Lance Cruz at home. Yeah, you. the The only thing I worry about is the second time around. But yeah, I I do. I, the Huskies handled them actually the first time down at their place, and they'd have to come up to the stadium. I like Northern in that game. But here's a lot. the thing: you, both Port here on high and Northern are probably the underdogs this week. Port here on high, as we mentioned, plays Roseville. Roseville. Technically four and three, they have not lost a game on the field this year. Yeah, they're they're a seven and zero football team that has to say they're four and three. Port here on Northern has to go to Mac Red Champion Romeo. Northern, if you win this game, you have the respect of every single person in the area, and if not, they don't deserve to have an opinion. Like if yeah. you go and beat the Mac Red Champs and in their barn, no one can say anything. You're number one on our top ten. Don't care what anyone else has to say. 
But those losses could drop you. And Lance Cruz, they have a cupcake next two weeks. Warren Woods Tower and Lance Cruz North. Lance Cruz could be 7-2, and two and they'd be hosting either Port Huron High or Northern. Now, what might be selfishly the best-case scenario? If the Big Reds drop one to Roseville, Lance Cruz wins too much, jumps up to the one seed, they host Roseville. Bing, bang, boom, Crosstown Showdown, part two, week one of the playoffs. Yeah, I would, I would actually feel better if that happened, if we had a PH Northern game to start. Now we're guaranteed we're getting one through, and I feel – I don't know why I feel – better about playing Roseville in a district final than I do in an opening game. I, I don't know why, but that's just the way my brain works. Um, by the way, if you're wondering who, if uh, they could meet in the next round in the regional, probably that would be where you'd run into De La Salle unless Berkeley or Gross Point South can do anything. Now, the one thing that could change all this, St. Clair Shores Lakeview is three and four, and they're on the cusp of making the playoffs. Now, if you use the goose poop uh, projections with yes, that's, that's a real place. Goosepoop.io, <laughs> go to it. Just you can project anything with the rest of the year. If they go four and five, they will probably make the playoffs. They'll be like team thirty-one, but they'll make the playoffs. Then it all depends what the MHSA wants to do. Because, Dennis, the difference between putting Roseville and Lakeview in the district is basically if you're turning left or turning right off of I-94. Yeah. And I, I don't know what they would do. I don't know how they determine that. Again, it could depend if some random team, if Waterford Mott wins and they're in, well, are, now you're moving this team up. That's going to be something that on Selection Sunday you're going to be watching closely because, Dennis, there's no real reason to put one team in a district over the other besides you flipped a coin and it landed heads or tails. Yeah. So guess what? What? We'll play this week and all of that will change. Yeah. Real, <laughs> quick, an- real quick, Anchor Bay, um, congrats. You're, you're winning the Mac White right now. You'd have to play Chip Valley and then the winner of Dakota Stevenson. Well, that's always fun. So, you know how we talk about <laughs> if, like, you get out of the D3 district, you've earned it, Anchor Bay would earn it if they make it to a regional final. Yeah. They, they, I, I think they've got an, an interesting game. Where uh, they would th- probably this, meet Romeo. This week uh, with, with Eisenhower. Well, we'll kind of glance through what's going on this week in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Service Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. So this is, believe it or not, this is week eight, ladies and gentlemen, of the high school football season yes, that we just seem like we started four hours ago, and now we're in week eight. It goes by fast. The, the fastest nine weeks of every year is the high school football regular season. It mm-hmm. really is. Well, now the MAC teams are getting some crossover games. So we're getting a little bit of different, differing uh, looks. So some interesting looks. There's the BWAC, all, and then they finish up their schedule. Yeah. Uh, Roseville PH this week at PH. Panthers uh, are, are really 7-0, and but they come in 4-3. and The Big Reds are 6-1. and All-time series is close, 13-11 to for Roseville. The game last year in Roseville was an absolute thriller. It was, to me, the Gabe Mose breakout game. Uh, where he established that uh, he's a pretty darn good running back. 28-27, the Big Reds won that one a year ago on the uh, the road. Wait, hold on. What did you say the all-time record was? 13-11. and 11. That's the old Roseville. Now that's uh, owned the, the, by the state website. The new Roseville is 18 uh, – the Port Heron High is 18-4 all-time oh. against, against the new Roseville. The Roseville Wildcats, they was 13-11. and 11. So, yeah, it's – it's confusing because on the state side, it's just two different Rosevilles. You have to check to see. Because what did Roseville combine with, combine with Brablick or something? Yes. So that since that's happened, PH is actually 18-4 and four all time. They've dominated okay. the series. So we'll, we'll call it 31-15 just to uh, – Northern is 6-1. and one. Romeo is 6-1. and one. Romeo are the uh, co-Mac Red uh, champs. Uh, surprisingly, the Bulldogs only lead this series 8-5 to five all time. But they've won the last five meetings, and the last time a Northern team beat Romeo was 2004, uh, and it would be maybe the biggest win in Husky school history if they beat Romeo this week. I would have to go back and look because I don't know about that. It would definitely – well, again – it depends what biggest means because um, I'm sure a lot of people would say Just the in twi- terms of we're not expecting this to happen, we, we think the Romeo and the teams in the red are on a different plateau than everybody else in the MAC, and for Northern to go on the road and say that defense does its thing and Northern gets the – to me, that would be a landmark victory in Husky history. It would be, and I think it would be up top of the Larry Rollins resume – the biggest, and like you said, I think it vaults them automatically to number one, and everybody else just shut up. Yes, like sorry, Marines that they beat Romeo, they beat the Mac Red champions. Yeah. Um, but the one saving grace is Romeo doesn't score a lot of points. Like a lot of their wins, fourteen ten, seventeen eight, twenty seven seven, seven nothing. They're not a team to just run over people. And Northern's the strength is their defense. If they can force a uh, a, a low-scoring slugfest, maybe they have a chance. St. Clair gets Lakeview at uh, home, and the Saints, I surprised you with this one earlier today. The Saints are 13-0 and against Lakeview. Yeah, and that is, seems a little surprising, not because I don't think St. Clair's a quality or anything. It's just Lakeview is usually a decent program. 
Like you look, I mean, I know they've had down years, especially when when I was in school. Lakeview was the all right. I'm getting my stats this game game, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thirteen and zero all time against the Huskies is surprising. And you want to go Lakeview's record against the rest of the like local MAC teams? Eleven or one and eleven against Marysville. Zero and seven against Marine City. Um, where are they against PH? They they're they're actually two and one against PH. That's surprising. They've only played them three times. Yeah. Well, that's and that's been in recent years. And those have been in the playoffs. Like, yeah. Too. That that Lakeview's kind of moved up. Uh, Marine City's never lost to uh, Lincoln. Ten and zero. About to be eleven and zero. What was the stat I gave you against Warren Consolidated Schools? Marine yeah, City's they're, like they're like seventy-four and two or something. <laughs> and the two losses were to Sterling Heights. Uh, Marysville's at Lampfear. Marysville leads the all-time series six to two, but this is not Brady's Lampfear. Uh, this you want to talk about a game I, I always thought was a stat getter. Yeah, game. this not La- anymore. This Lampfear team is back to back Max Bronze champs. They're fourteen and two in the last sixteen games they've played uh, Brady, and they're coming off a district final appearance last year. The Rams are scoring forty points a game, and the Vikings are giving up twenty nine a game, and the that's where I worry about this one is they that are, Marysville won't be able to stop but them. But their wins don't impress me a whole lot. Like, yeah, they beat Sterling Heights 22-8. Dennis, you've seen Sterling Heights, right? Did you did you do either of those games? Yeah, but, I mean, again, it's still it, – it's a bronze team beating but, but a, a team a, in the But Lanfear's a Division Four. They shouldn't be in the bronze. Let's call it what it is. They should not be in the bronze. Um – their their loss against the only team that I think is any good and is fits, and they gave up sixty two points in that game. They scored forty eight. They did, but and Fitz has scored sixty points on at least two other teams. Right, and they I just watched them score forty eight on Marysville, and the way that game went, it felt like they scored more. I just maybe you're right. Maybe it's because when I played Lampfear, you can't get the, out of your mind that you used to kick Lampfear. Everyone takes their kick and take their milk down. money, but like that's why last year. But again, this is a good Lamphere team. Just I know, and I need to get it out of my head. But running through the Mac Bronze doesn't impress me. They only beat Tower by seven, and I saw Tower, and they struggled for the first three drives. They had negative yardage against St. Clair. Well, maybe I'm just bad luck to the Vikings, but they're 0-3 in the games that I've seen, and they've struggled. Fitzgerald and Northern beat them badly, mm-hmm. and the Clintondale game, I'm still trying to figure out what happened there. Yeah. I um, ju- and, and again, if we look at Marysville's wins, you're probably not going to be impressed with a win over center line no. and a win over Hazel Park. Or- uh and or was, Madison. Or Madison. Which so. I'm not, but I just don't think this is going to be a runaway. Like, Lanphier's 6-1, and one, but I, 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 maybe it's just my bias. Maybe I just need to recuse myself from, from Lanphier because, <laughs> because I, I guess until the playoffs, until I see them play a St. Clair or a North Branch. or Like, if Cross-Lex Lampfear was on the docket, who, I who would... Who gave Country Day a better playoff game that, last year, Lampfear or North Branch? It was Lampfear. But that was also last year. And 
Apparently they got everybody back. Uh, anyways, let's keep <laughs> Anchor Bay plays Ike this week. The Tars are 0-12 against Ike. But I guess if you're going to snap it, this is the year Ike is 1-6, and and their only win was uh, a crossover with uh, Lance Cruz North, who is just terrible. Well, this is a game that shows you that if the Mac Red is really just head and shoulders above everyone else, or if maybe, maybe – Anchor Bay is is going to belong with the big boys because I bet you next year Anchor Bay's in the red. So they're going to have to get ready for it. Ike hasn't lost any real stinkers outside of Stevenson and Dakota. Their other non-conference loss was to Lake Orion, and Lake Orion is only 2-5. and five. Ooh, that's not as good as I thought it would be. Uh, um, normally Lake Orion's solid, though. Yes. Yeah. They play in the OAA red, which is the MAC red for Oakland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if Anchor Bay wants to be taken legitimately and maybe we think they have a fighter's chance of getting out of their district, they have to beat Ike. All right, let's move into the BWAC. Did you know, prior to the formation of the Blue Water Area Conference, Crosslex and Armada had only played one time in the history of the two schools, and that was back in 1981. Really? Since the BWAC has been formed they have played 19 times. Right, the 19 years that the BWAC's been a thing. Croslex is 17-2 in the series and have won the last 16 meetings. The last time Armada won, 2004, when they took a 50-12 to victory over the Pioneers, who apparently have not forgotten that drubbing <laughs> and have won 16 straight games over Armada. Croslex already has a share of the title, Brady. The Tigers trying to shake off a 14-7 loss to Elmont, their first setback of the year. They can reset and grab a share of the title with a win this week. The numbers are against them, though. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, and I, before we get too much into this, I do want to uh, follow up with something. I made a comment, I think, at the end of Saturday morning show where I said, is Croslex setting themselves up to have the best defense in the history of the BWAC. Well, again, unless I missed something in my in my research, and I don't think I did, I was going through, and the first team that caught my eye was Algonac in 2017. They gave up 90 points through the regular season. Not That's including their non-conference games. Uh, their non-conference games in, excuse me, 2016, I should have said. Um... They gave up two points to Marine City, and they shut out Clawson. So they had given up 88 points in BWAC play still. Giving up only 10 points a game is very impressive. Very, very impressive. And then I'm like, that's going to be tough to beat. Elmont, not the year they went to the state finals, mind you, but the year 2014, they gave up in the regular season 49 points. Wow. 49 points, and 33 of them came in BWAC play. Now, Cross-Lex has only given up 20 points in BWAC play. So if they can hold the Tigers to under two touchdowns, Cross-Lex in 2021 will have the best BWAC defense in the conference's history. And, and, and when you think about it, because we always – 
the the immediate thing that pops into your head when we talk about the Pioneers is always how they score and how fast they mm-hmm. score and the yards that they put up and all of that. And, and so it kind of gets lost in there, the uh, number of zeros that they also put up on the other side of the uh, ball. Uh, interesting uh, game, Elmont-Richmond. It's in Richmond. They're both 4-3. and three. All-time Richmond leads the series 22-16. to, to 16. But, um, uh, again, uh, for, for this one, I kind of like the high that Elmont's on, and Richmond has kind of struggled in the second half of the season. God, they should have had that North Branch game. How are you feeling if they win that one like 17 nothing? Are you feeling a little different if they just hold on and keep the foot on the gas for 15 or 12 more minutes? It, uh, but, uh, again, I, I'm looking at both these teams and what they did with North Branch, and they both could have another win, Yeah, but they don't. They don't. So. They don't – this is going to be a – well, finally in week eight to kind of settle <laughs> everyone into where they belong in the BWAC. Yeah. Uh, MLA City's at North Branch, speaking of the uh, Broncos. Did you know that this is the oldest rivalry for MLA City? They have played North Branch 67 times. They're 29 and 38 against them. And uh, only Millington. North Branch has played Millington three more times, so that's their oldest rival and they don't play Millington anymore unless it's a playoff game so in a few years North Branch Emily City is going to be the oldest rival for for both of these uh teams uh and uh, again the series fairly close when you've played a team 67 times and the spread is just uh what uh 29 and 38 nine games yeah I'd say that's pretty close for seven decades of history probably more because football didn't get started in 1950 yeah uh and even closer is the Yale Elkanak all-time series which the Bulldogs lead 18 to 16 over the Muskrats and they renew hostilities down at the uh, swamp uh, this week um and how good does Yale have to feel after a resounding victory over Emily City last week they've got to be feeling good by the way how good do those wins over North Branch look now if you flip the BWAC schedule what is North Branch doing? Because, again, seems like the Broncos are rolling a little bit. They're playing Cross-Lex and Armada week seven and eight instead of weeks two and three. What are the, what are the Broncos looking like? Still the third best team in the league, <laughs> if you're asking me straight up, to be honest. It's just, it's just a funny what if because we might get an answer in about a month. Yeah. We'll see. We we'll, will see. We'll, we'll see. I still think there are clearly – two teams at the top of this league, and now we're going to find out just how close those two teams actually are to each other. Yes, we will. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited for the Week 8 uh, matchups. GTC East, uh, Ubley takes on uh, Brown City. The game's in Ubley. The Bearcats are 20-5 and five all-time against the uh, Green Devils. Haven't lost to them since uh, 2013, and actually when I was going through it, I was a little surprised that it wasn't a little bit longer than that. But it's only been seven straight Ubley wins in the series because it just it feels like and I know Brown City hasn't isn't bad every year but it just feels like they've been in a down stretch for a while now and I believe it's just unbelievable this yeah. year Marlette Harbor Beach is Marlette the fa- I know the game's at Beach but is Marlette the favorite going in this year this is a game I cannot say Marlette's the favorite until they at least do that once one was you've been doing all the research when was the last time Marlette beat Beach three years ago that's it yep Beach is on a two-game win streak, but, but. Three, so, wait. 25 yeah. meetings, Beach has won 21, and Marlette has won four. Wow, that was a 
Beach team that went to the state semifinals too. And and Marlette, uh, it was a close game. Marlette went three and six that year and somehow beat Beach. And Beach didn't lose again until the state semifinals. Yeah, there was a stretch back uh, uh, where I think Marlette won three in a row wow. in the series. But Beach has dominated twenty-one to four all-time in the uh, the series. Uh, Memphis is at Sandusky. They're both 2-5. and five. Sandusky, though, is 10-1 and one all-time against Memphis. The only Memphis victory in the series. What is it with 2013? 2013 is when all these teams popped up and got their wins. Memphis won 7-6 in 2013. All righty. And uh, K-Pac plays at uh, Reese. Technically, Reese leads the all-time series 1-0, but they've never actually played each other. The game last year was a forfeit, and so they'll meet on the field actually for the first time this season. Nice. I've been doing. I've been you going do, through the. Through I, the I like it. Just just learning everyone some history. Uh, Whitmore Lake and Cardinal Mooney at Mooney. This is on uh, Saturday. They're both five and two. First ever meeting between the two schools. But as I told you earlier in the show, Whitmore Lake's five and two. They're 0-2 against teams that have winning records, 5-0 and against teams that do not have winning records this season for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Again, they're playing in an area against teams I have no idea. Yeah. No it's just idea. some of the teams they play, you laugh at the names they have. Yeah. Uh, eight-man football. Atherton is at Deckerville. Second time these two teams have met, Atherton may not want to show up in 2019. Deckerville beat them 70-14. Ooh. Yeah. No. Deckerville does that to people. Yes, they do. <laughs> Bay City All Saints, New Haven Merritt. Merritt's two and five. All Saints is five and two, but Merritt has won two out of the three meetings between these two oh. schools in recent years. Uh, we've got uh, Caseville, Carsonville, Port Sandlake. I'm going to go to this game. They're playing Thursday. Are they playing Thursday? They're playing Thursday. I'm going to go up. I'm going to watch some eight man football. Why not? Maybe. I didn't know that was Thursday. Yeah, that's that, that's a Thursday game. Uh, Caseville's 0-7. CPS is 2-5. and 5. Do last... you know, Brady Beaton, Caseville leads the all-time series. No way. 23-15 with one tie. What? Caseville Case... Maybe it's leads Case... the all-time series. Maybe it's because Caseville. 23. Caseville hasn't done, I mean, what are they on, like a 20-some game losing streak? Uh, I haven't looked that up. Let, let, let me, yeah, let me I, check I, this. I think it's something like that. Do you know, Brady Beaton? Oh, geez, what else? That Caseville all-time has a winning record against Harbor Beach. No, they Yes, don't. they do, Brady Beaton. 1-0. and Caseville beat them back in 1964, the only time the two schools have played each other. Caseville didn't have a program for like 15 years. But they had one in the 60s. And they beat Harbor Beach and they twelve. Beat nothing. Harbor Beach twelve to nothing. They also played Port Hope that year. So. Yeah, and Port Austin, all, all schools that uh, don't play football anymore. But Caseville, I'm, I'm not so I'm a not Thursday hold that game against up at Port Sandlake. Battle of the Shores of uh, Lake Michigan. <laughs> Got eastern part of the thumb versus the western part of the thumb. I'm, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna tell you what because uh, I love doing this. To you. By the way, Caseville has not won a game since September 28 of 2018 wow. when they beat Akron Fairgrove. So Caseville also has a winning record all time against Akron Fairgrove, 13 and 12. They have a winning record against Kingston, 11 and 8 against the Kingston Cardinals. 
I'm just blowing your mind here with, with yes, some of yes, these uh, yes, you stats. Are. And hey, numbers. they also have a winning record against Port Hope, 14-2. and two. They yeah. dominated that rivalry. They have a winning record against Dryden, against Alcona. How about Harbor Beach, Our Lady of Lake Huron? They all, oh, they're only 5-6-1 and one against against Harbor Beach, Our Lady, Our, Our, Harbor Beach, Our Lady, Lake Huron. They last played in 1969. Yeah. They have a winning record against Bay City, John Glenn. So there. All right. Well, now you know more about Caseville football than you ever needed to. <laughs> Any guess what Our Lady of Lake Huron and Harbor Beach was called, Dennis? Uh, I don't know. Just throw out a guess. What do you think their nickname was? Um, the Fighting Saints. The Trojans. The Trojans. Which okay. the fact that Harbor Beach had enough kids to have two schools blows my mind. <laughs> Anyways. Their last uh, game all time was a win over Caseville. So I just want to because Caseville's had some some rough stretches. So I just wanted to say some nice things about Caseville this time around. But they play Thursday. And then Peck North Huron uh, is a big one. Peck has to win out. They have two games left. They're both league games. They have to win them both and they'll get a share of the league title. This is North Huron's last league game this week. Mm-hmm. They play a non-league game next week. And actually, if uh, Peck and Sacred Heart both win out, it'll be a three-way tie for the league championship. Well, look at and that. they will all have knocked each other off uh, in, in the process. And the Pirates lead the all-time series 39-26 to 26 with one tie. However, North Huron has been the bugaboo. Peck hasn't beat North Huron since 2015. They've lost eight times to them, four times in the last two seasons. They've lost in the regular season in the league title game, and they've been knocked out in the playoffs by them the last two years. So this is got grudge match written all over it. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, you ready to do a top 10? I'm ready to do a top 10 when we come out of the break. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Peden. Get you stuck caught on me sports. off guard. should have yelled at me. Well, you got, you're over there. I thought you were paying attention. I was not paying attention. That's all right. Anyway, um, top ten, me or you first. Uh, at number ten. I've got uh, Cardinal Mooney at five and two. They had a gut check win over uh, Cabrini, forty-three to uh, twelve. Coach called them out. The kids responded with a, a big effort. I had them at number ten last week. They stay right there with the big win. I can't disagree. Mooney at ten. All right, at number nine. Uh, boy, I wanted to do more for Elmont, but number nine is where Elmont's got to be, even though they just had a huge win over Armada. 14-7, to seven. Elmont, you deserve better, but I just can't move you up because everybody else is winning. I don't like agreeing with you this much, but at number nine, I have Elmont. Number eight is where I slate North Branch again uh, this week after a come-from-behind road win at Richmond. 
I have North Branch at number eight. We haven't agreed this much. I don't like it. Number seven is where I've got St. Clair. The gold champs roll past Tower 42 to 14. Did you copy my homework? Saint I had Claire mine before seven. I got here. All right. St. Clair at seven as well. And for me, eight through about three was a grab bag. Eight through two was at points were grab bags. Yeah, and this is uh and this is why I'm surprised we've actually matched at this point. Number six, Ubley. They, Ooh, okay. they really didn't we got a difference. They really didn't play uh this past week, but they would have won anyways. They got the forfeit over KPAC. Um Ubley is just where I've I'm gonna put them. I dropped Armada all the way to six. Okay. Um Just looking at the teams above them, and I've talked about it, the resume, the teams above them, I think, have better resumes. The thing that Armada had is they were undefeated. Now they are not. They dropped a six, and I thought their loss was worse than the team above them's loss. Okay. Well, I've got Armada at number five, which is still a big drop from because they were previously at number two on my mm -hmm. list. So drop from two to five is a big drop to me uh, and I think an appropriate drop after losing to Elm on a team we thought they would beat. At number five, Port Huron Northern. You came up just short, but you came up short. Uh, it was a hard-fought game, so I'm not going to punish you too much, but you still, I believe they dropped a bit. They go down to number five. Uh, Northern is number four for me, uh, which is a, a, a slight pushback again not going to punish them too hard for losing by a touchdown to port here in heim more so later on in the list i'm going to reward port here in high i put port here on high at number four nice win they are mac blue champs but they sit at number four here's uh, again now our lists are really going way off Croslex, who was way back for me, they've been higher on your list. Yes, they They are. were back for me. I've had them as low as five and six this year. Now they're back up in the top three. Croslex at number three as they continue to stomp on people and that Armada loss bumped somebody out of my top five. So the Croslex gets to move up to number three now. I don't know why I did this this week, but something compelled me. I just felt that Ubley needed a little more love, so I put him at three. Why three? I don't know. Could I have put him at two? Yeah. Could I have kept him at like five or six? Yeah. Ubley fell in at three. Why? Not sure. Just going through the list, and that's where it felt appropriate to put him at the time. I know why you did it. I could have put him. I, I, one time I had him written in at number two. One time I had written in at number six. I know why you did it. It's anyway. in your subconscious. All right. Anyway. I'll tell you after the show. I think I know what you're going to say, yeah. but anyway. Uh, I got Port Huron at number two after uh, beating Northern. I, I, the Big Reds were four or five for me most of the season. Uh, I'm going to put them in the top two. I think this is a quality win over Northern. Uh, that's That was tough. See, my two through four, I could have put anywhere. I almost moved Port Huron high up to number two. Two through ten, I could put anywhere. Um, <laughs> Like... I could make an argument for Port Huron High at number two, for Ubley at number two, for Croslex at number two. Why this shook out this way, maybe it's because at the beginning of the season, this is how I kind of had it, and I'm going confirmation bias maybe. Um, 
Port Huron's loss was to Stony Creek. Croslex's was to it uh, was to Williamston. There's not a lot there. I I put Croslex at two. If you ask me in the morning, I might put Port Huron High at number two. Ubley at number two. It was just the way I had it when this came. Basically. If I could put a three-way tie for number two, I'd do that, but that's copying out, so I didn't do uh, that. Yeah, and you won't let me do it. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at it this way. Croslex will get to number two on my list if they beat Armada and Port Huron loses to Roseville. Then there's nothing to stop Croslex from being number two on my list. I have a but question right for now, you, but let's three. get through the rest of the rankings well, before I uh, ask a Obviously, question. number one is Marine City. Yeah, number one, Marine City. They're still yeah. the best. Okay. Now, we did say if Northern beats Romeo, they're number one. Marine City, we're sorry, they beat Romeo. What if Northern goes down to Romeo and loses a game on a last-second field goal? Do you move them up for a loss? Do, do you, can you reward a team for a loss? What if Port Huron High goes toe-to-toe with a Roseville team that has been skull-bashing everyone they've played, and they lose on a last play of the game they were winning 38 to 35 and the kid throws a touchdown as time expires love brady gives these wild crazy scenarios that yeah. are almost unanswerable here, here here's what i'm going to tell you brady can you reward a team for a loss if they lose the only way they can be rewarded is if somebody in front of them loses too so i'll i'll Let's just say, for point of argument, PH and Northern lose close games to Roseville and Romeo by each by a point, and Croslex gets beat by Armada. Then I've got to move Armada up. How far? Okay, Armada beats Croslex. Do they bump all the way back up to number two? Mm, probably not. Even if High and Northern both lose? Then maybe. I don't know. Every, everybody gets bumped down a notch, I guess. And then Ubley is just the wild A part. loss is a loss, and even if you lose close, you still lost, and so it doesn't have the same effect as if you eke out a win. That's a bigger deal to me. I get it. And then Ubley's the wild card that you can stick uh, in. Ubley's, with. I mean. And yeah. then if we had Anchor Bay in here, you could put Anchor Bay as high as number one if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we could make arguments uh, for for St. Clair to be higher up on the list than we put them every week. Um, Saint, okay, St. Clair's in a position. If, if Armada loses to Crosslex bad, you could make an argument that mm, does North Branch pass them in the – St. Clair's in a position with in about our, Elmont within our rankings that if for for me they're at seven four five and six are underdogs this week they all lose St. Clair could be number three or number four next week depending on how my my feelings towards Upley are yeah and it would be harder for the Saints to to really move up there there is a team that they could pass if that team loses again this week and is suddenly on a two-game losing streak. Right. Or is the Saints just keep winning? Right. Then I would have to put St. Clair over Armada. Yeah. And but Armada might turn around and bounce back this week. That's why we got to play this week's games and figure mm-hmm. it all out again so that I can have a completely new list of 10 next week like I have every single week of the year so far. At least now instead of like two through nine being unanswerable, it's like two through four 
or five. Oh yeah, four because High beat Northern. Yeah, I mean, if if we really wanted to like dissect it and get the the microscopes out and all that, you can make an argument for Ubley to be number one. Oh yeah, because again, the first half of their schedule, like the first four weeks of their season, they won big over quality opponents. Because again, and if you haven't listened to a top ten before. You, we don't do it necessarily by, okay, if number one played number two, they would win. If number two played no- – because you kind of have to go pound for pound in most deserving, and I think we try to do a blend. Because, yeah. yes, if Port Huron High played Ubley, Port Huron High probably wins. If Northern played Ubley, Northern probably wins. But for a school with, like, 180 kids in it, Ubley is pound for pound maybe the best team. They might have as good of a shot as any team to play at Ford Field. So they could be an argument for number one. They've been kind of our roll the dice and see how we're feeling that morning kind of team. Yeah, I, I the, the one week I honored all the teams that were undefeated at that time, I think we were four weeks into the season, mm-hmm. and I took the four 4-0 four teams and put them one through four that week, and I had Ubley at number two. Uh, and, and, yeah, I, I made the argument at the end of the year – Eight teams win a state title. That's it. Right. And they have as good a chance to be one of those eight teams as any other team in our area. Because, like, okay, again, with my top three or my two through four, um, Cross-Lex, they lost week one, but since then they have been obliterating everyone. They have given up, like, negative points. Ubley, like I just mentioned, pound for pound, maybe the best team in our area. Port Huron, just beat an undefeated crosstown rival, has been dominating since week one. I Again, I could make an argument. If you came to me and went, Brady, Port Huron High should be number two, I'd be like, You're, you might be right. I can't. I'm not going to s- s- plant my flag at any of those three positionings. Except I put them at number two. They, just, yeah. they, they beat a quality opponent without their best player. Yep. So, anyways... And, two, the other thing, guess what our poll means? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It doesn't get you playoff points. It doesn't get you better positioning. It doesn't do anything. It's just a couple of guys trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, and have a little fun with it. <laughs> so, again, before we wrap the show up, my top ten, Mooney at ten, Elmont at nine, North Branch at eight, St. Clair at seven, Armada at six, Northern at five, High at four, Ubley at three, Croslex at two, Marine City at one. And I went Mooney at 10, Elmont at 9, North Branch at 8, St. Clair at 7, Ubley at 6, Armada at 5, Northern at 4, Crosslex at 3, PH at 2, and Marine City at number 1. All right. Anything else? I'm good. I'm good, too. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.